1: Here's what's cooking on the day: Sports Stove Local Hour. We're talking North Alabama Beatdown. And we're also talking with Frank Lee and Josie Schmidendorf joins the show today as well. That's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Local Hour. <laughs>
2: Kenny looks,
1: look, sets to the pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet!
2: Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion,
1: and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in. To an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural Black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com, use the code STOVE15, that's S-T-O-V-E-1-5, and you're going to get 15% off your purchase at checkout. And uh, you don't want to miss out on Righteous Felon, great stuff. Uh, I'm going to talk more about it in just a moment, but I'm Vince Stover, joined as I am every Monday by the one and only Ryan Jackson, Captain Rhino. How you doing, man?
2: Doing all right this week, got a good... Uh... Good little rest day in today.
1: A good little rest day in as no game coming up this weekend. And it helps, I'm sure, that uh, there was a victory on Saturday to make things a little smoother as well, right?
2: Yeah, victory is always sweet, especially when it's always good when you win.
1: Always good when you win. We are going to talk about that North Alabama victory in just a moment. But I wanted to let the fine folks know. Uh, So I've been eating Righteous Felon Jerky now for about trying to think since uh well I I guess this year since the beginning of this year uh my fantasy baseball show we uh, had righteous felon on board with that one and that started in February so since then so this week I tried out a new flavor um it's called Nelson Mandela it's a black pepper or cracked pepper and dill flavored jerky uh biltong beef jerky as a matter of fact uh really solid I love the stuff I got some some packets for you not of that flavor but of some other flavors as well for you to try out i gotta get that to you but uh, we're excited to have righteous felon on board uh they've been a, a good partner to me and uh over the past year and on my other programs and uh excited to have them join on to this one as well and uh, you can find them and pilots and flying jays in some different areas around but you don't get the discount so you got to go to righteousfelon.com and use the code STOE15 to get the discount. But we'll continue to try some flavors, let you guys know what we think about them as well. I also had a new beef stick this week. It was called Fiery Habanero. Uh, and yeah, it, it kicked my rear end, man. Uh, it, was, it was a little toastier than I was expecting, needless to say. And uh, and it took me for a ride. But nonetheless, uh, uh, great stuff there. And want you to encourage everyone to go try out righteous felon jerky. All right, let's get into North Alabama. And so I had a fundraiser Saturday night that I was at, uh, for our basketball program and I caught the fourth quarter. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I came in at a pretty decent time. Uh, everything was pretty well in the bag by the time that I jumped on. I actually listened to, uh, Greg Stottemeyer on the radio, the, uh, recently minted hall of famer, Greg Stoudemire on the radio on in the fourth quarter. And of course, enjoyed, Uh, hearing the end end results. So I'm going to turn it over to Ryan here. Tell us how the game went. Um, I mean, I've seen – I've looked at the box score. I've looked at – you know, read everything, all that kind of stuff. But give us kind of a a feeling for how things went in this game.
2: Yeah, it was a fun game. We uh, got stadium. It was a – it's a little different stadium. Uh, It's it's a big stadium, but it was a small, like, environment. Mm -hmm. And it was also their homecoming, so there was a lot of bands going on, a lot of cheerleaders and everything. But we, we, we went through the noise just fine. We came out hot. Uh, I know we scored on the first possession, stopped on the first possession. It, it was a good it was a good overall game for us in the first half. And then we kind of got a little lackadaisical in the third to late half of the game to where, of course, the cardiac kernels make it again. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a game that I feel like it was domination from start to finish if you look at the numbers and if you watch the game. I feel like our team played good. It was a it was a good, healthy team win. Good first conference game win, and it was good to see like we're not where we stack up amongst the conference, but what we can do in our conference and the dominance we can show.
1: Definitely. So your first drive was three plays, seventy five yards, uh, capped off with Parker McKinney uh, running it in. Uh, what was the two point conversion? What was that? Was it? A, I didn't see it. I just saw who threw it and who caught it. Uh, uh, so was, it was it a planned fake or what happened?
2: It's always it was a plan fake for okay. sure. Uh, I don't I don't think it was the original plan fake. I think it turned into the same fake we ran against uh, Western Carolina where Amina scored. Yeah, so I think he's. I, th- I mean, he wasn't nervous this time catching it. He said he called the show last week and tried to take away all my remarks about it. But I was like, yeah, you were still scared. It was <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think it was another another play where Amina ended up ca- catching the ball. Cam Hargett does a really good job of reading that play and. Uh, I'm just it was a good moment for
1: him uh tell me about the two picks by Parker um you know Parker has had more interceptions this year than normal as far as ratio goes um two more this week um what what were you seeing from that from those things
2: uh it's hard for me because the the picks happen while we're still like on the on our bench getting the information but I don't know it, it's one of those things you'd never expect it to happen from Parker but we hold we hold P- people don't understand we hold parker to this super high standard right <laughs> he's still just a normal guy playing football everything happens people people have picked him up a little bit more this year than they have in the past but i still think i we all still have full confidence confidence in him that he can get us through a game and get us a win but the picks the picks do anything but it. they just motivate us more because they're like man we have to get another stop we have to go out there and back our offense up that's the time for us to to really show what we can do on defense when you get put in difficult situations like that.
1: Yeah, he uh, hit nine different receivers uh, or pass catchers, might be a better term for it. Only two of them, though, were multiple catches. Jaden Smith had four, and Josh Carter out of the backfield had three, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of long passes in this game. Uh, Jaden Smith had a long of 46. Hunter Brown had a huge one for 60 yards. Braden Sloan had a big one out of the backfield for the touchdown for 44 yards. Uh, Jackson Hensley had a 23 yarder and then even Mo Edwards had 19 yarder as well. So there was a little bit of length on these passes, but the main, uh, the horses, so at least it seems from what Greg was saying at the end of the game and from what the stats say was Josh Carter, 20 touches, 140 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. There's Josh Carter running over people.
2: Yeah, today was a Josh Carter night. It was just, it was great to see because it was good to see him not get out of his show a little bit, but see what happens when he can get those touches. See what he can really do. And it's good to that Josh can make a case for himself in that backfield. He has the love and trust of everybody on this team. And that's what we, we kind of expect to see from him every now and then. Yeah. He can pop off for big yards. He can run the ball downhill. He can even catch out of the backfield a little bit.
1: Yeah, and uh, Braden almost had 100 total yards in the game as well, 49 rushing, 44 receiving, Um, so he was up there also. Now, defensively, uh, the UAC Defensive Player of the Week, Logan Blake, just continues, 15 total tackles in this game. Uh, I mean, what can you say about Logan Blake and what he's done so far this season?
2: he is one of the smartest players out there on the field. He he can tell you formations before they almost line up in them. And he, he's just, he has a good nose for the ball, has good instincts to the ball. And I, I, I think he he's played at such a humble level before mm. at his old schools. So now that he's up here, it doesn't feel any different to him.
1: Mm. He's just
2: out there. It just seems like he's still just out there playing.
1: Yeah. And I
2: think he's having a blast doing it too. Mm. And he, he's definitely a key in our defense and, we just got to – they're they going to keep feeding them tackles as long as they keep trying to run it on him. He's going to keep eating up these tackles.
1: Um, Kyle Kelly had nine tackles, by the way, as well. Um, Mike Smith had the interception late in the game. I uh, Heard that one on the radio with a good return there as well. Uh, but tell me about the other interception that happened in this game. Uh, it was a big man interception. Uh, right, I'm trying to right. Gabe Fletcher. yeah, Gabe right. Fletcher got this one. I saw the replay. I saw you know the 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 post online about it, but uh, tell tell me the breakdown of that play with Gabe.
2: uh it, it's a great feeling to see Gabe on the field because he's another one of those guys that waited his turn and he's finally getting his opportunities to not only get reps, get significant reps and make plays in those significant reps. It was funny watching the play happen real time because you you would have thought the ball was like a magnet to him. And and Gabe's Gabe's one of the funniest people on the team. He's always joking about getting an interception, always saying what he's going to do when he gets the ball. So, of course, as soon as the ball gets tipped up in the air, the only person that's going to catch it is Gabe. (laughs) And it, it was a heck of a play by Jeremiah and Logan to get pressure on the quarterback. Jeremiah tips it right to him. And Gabe, Gabe's honestly, he has some of the better hands on the team. Mm. <laughs> I'll give him that and stuck it. And I, it, it's, a, it's great for me because he's one of my better friends to see him have that moment, him have that, like, time to shine for himself. And it, it, it's cool. It really is. Yeah. If I could put a, put a word to it, we were all really excited for
1: him. Uh, you brought up Jeremiah. Another huge game for Jeremiah. Um, he's out there just making things happen uh, on the field. Of course, he's already making his presence known as a pass rusher on this team and in the setup that there is. He had a forced fumble again in this game, uh, as well as a sack recorded uh, also. So, Jeremiah, he's uh, not only got an opportunity, now he's he's earning his keep, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, I, I'm, I'll be proud of Jeremiah as long as he's still playing at, e, at EKU. He He's worked for that. That's yeah. what he, he worked for in the off season. He wanted the opportunity to play, yeah. and he's got to, he can't, he can't let it go. Right. <laughs> and that's that's is. I think that's the one. That's one of the better bright spots about our team right now is our front seven and our trenches. Yeah. Not only Jamiah, Frank Frankly, Gabe Stevens, Shaq Fall, all the Jacks included, the mm-hmm. linebackers included. I, I think we've done a good job of trusting each other, making ourselves a better rush group together, and it it just. It works all well, especially when Jeremiah comes in. So aggressive, he plays hard every snap. It it, it just all it's all starting to mix for us a little bit. Yeah, we're seeing what packages work well, who works better with who, and it's just flowing for us right now.
1: Well, sacks recorded this past week. Jeremiah had the one. Darian Baker had one. Gabe Stevens and Darius Sterling uh, both had a half a sack, and uh, and then of course our guest here in just a second, Frank Lee had two more. Uh, as well so there's still the issue uh, and i hate to keep harping on this but there's still the issue with the long passes um and and I, you know i i argue it's a, a scheme i'm not asking you to comment on this uh but i argue it's a scheme issue and uh, and i think there's and i'm sure there's at times it's a it's an individual issue to miscommunication or whatever it may be that being said what you guys are doing up front the pass rush that's putting pressure on the quarterback, that's getting that pressure up there, has to help uh, in the long run when it comes to these long passes uh, as well. How confident are you that we can get this fixed? And, again, I say we like I do anything. Um, How confident are you that you guys can get this fixed and uh, where we don't have these uh, every week coming up with – I mean, this week it was – let's see here. 40-yard, 42-yard, 31-yard, 32-yard, 21-yards. Like Mm – that's got to start cutting down, especially as we are continuing into conference play.
2: Yeah. I think that's, that's the thing. Luckily I don't backpedal at all. So I really, I have no exact answer, but I know it, it all boils down to tra- between each other. Yeah. I know us in the front seven can do it. I'm very confident. My, the back four can do it. it it's just, thing think they have to get out of themselves and have to learn how to work together a little bit better. Yep. And I, I think that, once they start realizing that and they can be really good, because they are, they're all very talented back there, and I think they can all really be good together. I, I think that's when the sky's the limit for them. I, I really do think, and it'll, it'll just take time. Now, how much time, I couldn't tell you. Sure. But I, I hope it does start clicking for them sooner than later, obviously. Yeah.
1: It really is the last piece, right? Last piece to the puzzle on the defensive side of the ball, especially. Um, once that gets figured out, it'll be that complete, complete all-around game uh mm-hmm. for you guys and uh and again i'm not i don't i'm not i don't say that to knock on any individual players or even on the coaches i, I appreciate the coaches um mm-hmm. i just i always have come at this from a fan angle and that's just what we're seeing in in the stands and the concern mm-hmm. that is going around at the very least but that being said there's something that we're not concerned about uh oh and he just disappeared I was getting ready to bring <laughs> him on and he's gone we'll bring him back in just a second but we do have a guest today uh from the football team he's a outside linebacker he has been very effective, especially in the last two games. Uh, not to say that he wasn't effective in the first three, uh, but against SEMO and against North Alabama, recording multiple sacks. And uh, he also has an interception uh, in the Kentucky game. That's how it was recorded. It was an interception. It was basically a uh, strip sack, wasn't it, the interception?
2: Uh, it was more of a PBU and an interception. Okay. It was more a deflected pass up and he caught it.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I knew there was a, uh, yeah, okay. Well, he's not here. He was here. He's I'm not. Here.
2: back. He'll be back here soon. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> here he comes. All right. It is now time to bring on our first guest of the evening. It's the EKU linebacker, the one and only Frank Lee joins us now on the show. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Uh, you can't hear us, he says. Uh, and it shows, there we go. You still can't hear me, and I can't hear you either. Uh, let's see here. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna go to commercial break. I'm going to um, text Ryan Mm. another link to text to you. Is that cool? Can we do that? All right, Ryan. I'm gonna take him off. I'm gonna text you during the commercial, and uh, you can send him another link. We'll try it that way. All right, we're gonna take it. Hey, it's live, live right now here on the Sports Stove. Uh, friends, we'll be right back. Here's a quick word, though, from our sponsor, IPM Pest and Turbite. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Turbite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Turbite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, Get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer and IPM Pest and Termite today at MyIPM.com. That's M-Y-I-P-M dot com. Here's what's cooking on the Sports Stove family of podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Ben Stover, host of the Sports Stove podcast, and just want to give you some insight on what is ahead and what is going on within the Sports Stove world. We now have three podcasts for you to listen to. It's all under the umbrella of the Sports Stove podcast. We have the Sports Stove Podcast, the original show, and uh, that's just me and my dad. We're talking all things sports, just like we would riding in the car, listening to Sports Talk Radio. We just give it to you, talking NFL, Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball, all things sports. Me and Dad bring that to you each week. Then we also have the Sports Stove Local Hour, which covers Eastern Kentucky University sports, where we talk all things EKU with student athletes, coaches, and administration all come on to talk about Everything that's going on inside the world of EKU sports focused heavily on football, men's and women's basketball, and some EKU baseball as well. And then thirdly, we're introducing the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, where every week myself and a guest will bring you all the latest and greatest fantasy baseball news and updates. We'll give you advice, opinions as well as talk Major League Baseball news throughout the year as well. So make sure you stay tuned for all these great episodes. You can subscribe to the Sports Stove Podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for the Sports Stove Podcast, and you'll find us there. That's what's cooking on the Sports Stove family of podcasts. All right, welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour. He's here and he can hear us and everything is good and dandy in the world. Frank Lee, how you doing, man?
0: Fine you. Thanks for having
1: me. Hey, we really do appreciate you coming on and uh, spending some time with us. Let's start with the uh, simplest of things. Uh, you're crushing it out there. Multiple sacks in the last two games. Um, is that a result of something you're seeing? Uh, a result of a scheme change? a result of opportunity, or just it just is what it is?
0: Yeah, I I said more so it just is what it is. Uh, First game, I was coming back off a groin injury, so I didn't really play as much. And now I'm just starting to get back into the groove of things.
1: Uh, I mean, goodness, you came out, you get the they they listed officially as one and a half against SEMO, two against North Alabama. Uh, but on top of that, you've had at least two tackles in every game so far this season. And the interception against Kentucky. Uh, so so far this season, what has been the the individual highlight that you've been the most excited about?
0: Uh I'll probably say the interception simply because it's my first collegiate interception. Okay. But- Outside of that, everything else pretty much is what
1: it is. Now, in high school, how much uh, offense did you play?
0: Uh, So I started out playing wide receiver, so I played a good bit of offense initially. Played wide receiver for a good while. Uh, Then I kept going back and forth between the two.
1: What was it about the defensive side of the ball that gave you the opportunity (laughs) to play collegiately versus the wide receiver talent?
0: Well, my senior year, I just played more defense than offense. I didn't really stick with the offense, so – that's just really all it was. I didn't really have no highlights of playing offense. I played, like, tight end for, like, a player or two, but majority of the game I was playing linebacker.
1: Okay. Uh, how annoying is it to have uh, the defensive line in front of you here at EKU and just taking up space so you can't get through?
0: Uh, I don't really, don't really have that problem. Uh, I'm, majority of the time I'm on the edge unless I'm running a stunt with them. Yeah. You might have a guy, you know, hop in on your sack there once in a while, but <laughs> outside of that, though, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Rhino, what do you got for Frank?
2: Other than the fact he needs to strain a little bit harder to get his own back, <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't know this about Frank. He actually played uh, basketball first. Okay, so if you would, could explain a little bit about that, and uh, did basketball help you play in playing football? Any,
0: uh, I say like uh, basketball definitely helps uh, agility-wise, change the direction pretty quick. Uh, Hand-eye coordination. So I, I say it definitely all go hand in hand, playing both sports. Uh, yeah. But you played collegiate basketball. Yeah. Well, it's Juco, though. So I don't like to really yeah. say collegiate because it's Juco. But yeah, I did. I did play. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, ju- Juco stands for junior college. Yeah. It's still college basketball, man. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: But in my eyes, I always like to. You know, because it's not – your competition, like you play like some prep school, so every every opponent isn't a technical college. So I never really like to say like I play collegiate basketball. It's junior college, but it is. I take it for what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about South Carolina. You grew up in, in, in South Carolina, right?
0: Yes, sir. I've been there my whole life.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, I, I might be still Ryan asks this question a lot, but uh, why EKU? Ultimately. Uh,
0: well, after entering the portal, uh, it was a school that gave me the best opportunity to, you know, go up a division, play at a, a higher division. Uh, one of my best opportunities. And then I also had Canadian uh, Evans already here, kind of helped me get, you know, acclimated here and everything. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, you came from Carson Newman is where you were before. Uh, I'm not asking you to knock on Carson Newman, but what? Differences are here at EKU versus what was at Carson Newman.
0: Uh, as far as like football wise, or
1: yeah, yeah, facility practice, uh, just the any kind of difference that's involved.
0: Uh, facility wise, other than like the indoor portion that we have, where we can go inside. Of course, the stadium, you know, everything is bigger. But as far as the weight room and everything, it's not, like, a crazy difference. They got a pretty nice facility for Division Two. But uh, football-wise, though, i just say everybody just a lot bigger for the majority. Like, there I was one of the larger guys besides, like, maybe, like, two or three linemen. But here everybody is a little larger uh, and probably just, you know, a little faster, a little skilled at different positions. But nothing, nothing too, too crazy.
1: Does uh does EKU, does the defensive scheme, ask you to do anything different than what you were doing at Carson Newman?
0: Uh, no, sir. It's actually, like, very similar. So, there we ran, like, a three, four multiple. So, here, every now and then, we play, like, pretty much kind of, like, the same defenses. we – every team. I feel like play over, you know, just base defense. But I'm used to, like, all the trap coverages and fire zones and stuff like that because I played Sam initially, so – I understand the back end and coverage pretty well, so it wasn't hard adjusting to it.
1: Ryan is Frank uh, is Frank fast.
2: You know he, he he do be hitting top speed every now and then, especially <laughs> for us. He he tries his best. He's an old man for us. Frank <laughs> usually in the treatment room most of the time before he doing sprints and stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, if you had to match up against a, a whiteout. A tight end or a running back, uh, what would be your choice to match up against, Frank?
0: Mm, I honestly don't feel like it's crazy. Well, I don't want to say that, but matchup wise, honestly, it don't really matter. But if I had to choose, i say tight end or running back. It don't really make a difference to me. Either one.
1: Either one. I like it. Uh, if you had to guard Braden Sloan or Josh Carter, which one would it be?
0: I'm strapping Braden up easily. <laughs> like either one of them, though, really, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah. So I say brady because that's why I always be bothering all the time during summer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ryan, what else you got for Frank?
2: Uh, if football wor- wouldn't work out for you, what do you plan on doing after college?
0: So, after college, uh, with football not going the way I was plan, I plan on getting into engineering. So, I'm a physics engineering major with a minor in math here. So I will just go into engineering, try to get into mechanical engineering. I think that's what I want to do.
1: Okay. That's interesting. Um, right. Are you going to pursue, though, football afterwards? You're going to take every opportunity you can with that?
0: Yes, sir. That's the, that's the goal, sir.
1: Yeah, and I, I like to ask this question um, with guys, especially now. There's more opportunity than ever out there. So if the NFL doesn't work, then you've got the XFL and the USFL, which are actually merging now. So I'm not sure how all that works. You got the CFL, you got arena leagues, all that kind of stuff. There, um, are you are you willing to look at all all of those things?
0: Yes, sir. I mean, any opportunity to further you know your career is a blessing. So I would look at all of them as an equal opportunity.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. That's why I always tell guys, hey, man, at the very least, to get you on the field, get you seen. You never know what'll come <laughs> as a result of that, right? All right, so Gabe got the interception this week. Um, Ryan still doesn't have an interception. We're still waiting on that. Uh, But that being said, uh, uh, what's the one thing that, individually speaking, that you haven't done yet this season that you're hoping to do? Uh,
0: Score a touchdown defensively, I would say. Okay.
1: Scoop and score, pick six, does it matter?
0: Mm, Thinking more pick six. Okay. (laughs) More pick six. Scoop and score. Yeah, you know, it's cool, but I feel like pick six, now nah, you work harder for
1: that. Like, yeah. Play. Well, scoop and score, you're gonna have to have Jeremiah knock a ball out for you uh right. to scoop it, right? If pick six, it's all you. I mean, it's you reading reading the quarterback's eyes, making the play, making it happen, uh for sure. Ryan, Frank's come in uh this year, uh he's one of the transfers. You mentioned he's he's an old man, comes in uh and everything like that. How has he uh, in your eyes adjusted and how quickly did he adjust to what's going on here?
2: I think he actually adopted our culture very well. But he, he's honestly he fits our standard and he fits the, the type of guys we like to recruit. come in, work hard, like to play, like to play hard, like to play flat, fast and physical. That's that's frankly in a nutshell. And he's smart as heck. He he has a good connection with all the guys. He's super friendly as you can tell. And yeah. he, he really he really fit. And it was he fit in a spot where we needed a fit. So right. it, it's it's been a blessing to have Frank on the team.
1: Frank, would you agree with that? I mean, pretty quickly adjusting into the new place.
0: Yes, sir. I definitely say it wasn't hard. It was a pretty smooth transition coming over. Just a matter of just meeting everybody. But yeah. football is football, and then outside of that, I'm easy to get along with. So it was it was it was smooth.
1: It was smooth indeed. Smooth just like your sacks. Uh are you working on new celebrations? Are you trying to be creative about what comes with it? Uh, what's the mindset after the sack?
0: I feel like it all depends on how it occurs. What what kind of sack is it? Like is it a sloppy sack? Did I come clean? Was it just it all depends on um, you know what what how it how it happens? Try to come on yeah. some group celebrations. Me and Ryan, we hit one uh, last game, but I don't think they got it. I think they only just
1: got a picture of me. And they didn't a picture, so. <laughs> well, we got to work on Corey getting his photography down a little better. Um, no, I'm just kidding, of course. Frank, we really appreciate your time, man. We're excited to see the success you're having so far this year. Um, and I uh, look forward to continue to cheer you on throughout the rest of the season, and hopefully in the seasons to come as well. Uh man we're like I said we're excited to have you around for sure here in Richmond. So thanks so much for coming on with us. I'm glad the uh audio stuff worked out. <laughs> and so so we got it all. We got it all going man. I, I really do appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. Yes sir. As Thank Frank you. Lee, linebacker EKU football having a heck of a season for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking volleyball. Uh after a quick word from our sponsor All Around Roofing. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs and all-around roofing. All right, it's time for our next guest tonight. And Ryan, earlier this week, I commented on Twitter that I have failed to properly support the ladies of EKU Volleyball. And I was talking with KB, uh, the last home football game, and I said, hey, I need to get somebody on, but I don't want to ruin the streak. Uh, we're going to risk it anyways. Uh, we've got on for us the A-Sun Defensive Player of the Week for the third time this season, Josie Smittendorf. How you doing, Josie?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: Doing great. Thanks for coming on the program. We really do appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. So let's start with just the season as a whole. Uh, the team has been on fire as of late. 13 straight wins. There was a time there where we even, you guys even had uh, a number of consecutive sets won, I believe. Uh, but uh, 13 straight wins is a—that's a pretty big deal. Happened once before in program history. So, um, how's the the mentality and the mindset right now within the uh, the girls there, ladies in on the team?
3: Yeah, obviously it feels great, and just building off of like my previous years. Obviously, my freshman year we only won two games, so. Mm. This is crazy just to like come circle and I think the girls are excited and we're motivated and we now know what we can accomplish and what we're capable of. So we're just looking to keep the streak going.
1: So in your time here, talk about the, uh, this is going to sound mean, but I don't mean it that way. Uh, and I think, I think everybody understands this, the change in talent level that's coming into the program in the four years or the time that you've been here, um that you've seen them bring through because here's why i asked the question last year there were people we expected to see playing that didn't play very often and in the past they were some of the better people on the team and then uh, they had a harder time finding time on the floor so obviously that's a that comes as a result of higher talent being brought in throughout the time so uh, from the time that you started to to now have you seen that talent uh grow here on this team
3: I think the coaches have just done a great job of recruiting the new girls and the underclassmen, especially like AG and Carson have been tremendous difference makers for our team. Um, They're on fire and unstoppable right now. And I think that they've grown out of their like freshman tendencies Mm -hmm. and have just gotten comfortable on the court. And even the transfers that we've brought in, Cambry and Paige have also done a great job of just stepping in and filling their role.
1: Now we've talked with Ryan about this all year about him now being one of the older guys on the team. You're now the veteran on the volleyball team. One of the veterans on the volleyball team. Have you had to adjust how you lead or how you even uh, some of the things that you do on the team with that leadership kind of role now?
3: Um, I think this, this year and last year, um, obviously i've been a captain but i think this year the team just if we're down they just look to me and obviously they respect me because they know that i've been a part of the program and i know what's going on and that just comes with having a good relationship with the coaches too they trust me and they know that the team is going to look to me and i'll be able to pick them up
1: i love it uh rhino uh captain the captain oh he hit the wrong button uh (laughs) captain the captain uh what do you got for josie
2: Uh, i gotta ask growing up was volleyball like the only sport you wanted to play or did you have any motivation to play any other sports
3: um so when i was super young probably like eight nine and ten i played softball and basketball um And I did really like basketball, but my first basketball game ever, I followed out at eight years old. So I was the little aggressive kid that just wanted to score all the points and just shove everyone around. Um, But no, my mom basically made me decide like which one I wanted to focus on. And I obviously chose volleyball.
1: Now you're from the Chicago area, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, So how big is volleyball in that that area because i me and ryan both grew up in middle tennessee There, Mm -hmm. football is really the main thing for guys for girls it's basketball basketball is huge in middle tennessee for girls um so in that chicago area how how big is the volleyball scene
3: um when i was growing up i don't think it was as popular but i would say when i got into high school and even now volleyball like we see it everywhere now with the nebraska game like them playing on the field that's insane like selling that stadium out yeah um I just think that the sport is really growing across the country
1: let's talk about that for a second because it's not something we've talked about on this show that Nebraska thing was nuts uh sold out football stadium uh for a volleyball game and to me volleyball is a blast to watch when I was in college I watched as much volleyball as I watched of anything else in the sports in college but um sell out a football stadium is wild. Uh, could you imagine Roy Kidd Stadium being packed out for a volleyball game?
3: Hey, I think we should put that in the works.
1: There you go. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll message Matt Roan right now and say, yeah. Let's get on this. Yeah, uh, that would be wild. Um Not only the crowd and the excitement and the energy, but just playing outside would be different, right? I mean, it'd be, it'd be fairly different from playing in, in the arena.
3: Yeah, Um like playing beach is completely different. I think people just assume that it's a lot of the same thing, but it is definitely completely different. I played beach my freshman year when our program was just new and all the indoor girls played, and it's just a completely different environment. My first beach win, it was pouring rain. I was soaked after the game. The ball is wet, it gets heavy. Like, it's just crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the, uh, we need to. We we talked to one beach last year uh, a player, and uh, right when they were hosting the it uh, wasn't a tournament, but the hosting the invitational that they did, mm-hmm. as well. And uh, it, it is amazing how different it is. Uh, you wouldn't think it is different at all. Um, this season, though, uh, last week actually, you surpassed a thousand career digs uh, mm-hmm. playing against Central Arkansas. And uh, tell me, I guess is that your the strength of your game?
3: Yeah, I would say my defense would definitely be my biggest strength. Um, It's just a mindset, really. Like When I go out there, my mentality is just to keep the ball off the floor. And if I'm successful, my teammates are going to be successful. So that's really what motivates me.
1: How big of a change was it last year going into the A-Sun versus the OVC competition before that?
3: Um, I think it was a big adjustment. I don't think people realize how good of a conference the ASUN is for volleyball and all other sports, honestly. Um, not that the OBC isn't great also, but I do think the ASUN is a step up. So just playing these teams and recognizing that we need to step up our program, and obviously we have.
1: Yeah, I, I think that baseball, softball, and volleyball – uh, took the hardest hit as far as coming into the A-Sun. Uh, yeah. Everything, you're right, stepped up in every sport. I feel like those three sports in particular faced uh, some top-notch uh, opponents in the A-Sun that they didn't see in the in the OVC. And we don't mind making fun of the OVC, but uh, uh, that's all right. We actually had Ted Gumbert, who is the former commissioner of the A-Sun, on the show back when we made the announcement that EKU was entering the ASUN. And uh, we appreciated him and the efforts that he gave and things like that. I think the ASUN's been really good, though, for the program, uh, for the university as a whole. Would you agree with that?
3: I definitely agree with that. Uh,
1: it's good to, see, good to see that competition continuing to grow and the things coming with it. Uh, your teammate, Sarah Mitchell, also gets recognized this week as well. Um, she was the offensive player of the week, I think, correct? Yes,
3: yeah, she was the player of the week
1: player of the week okay uh very good and so i mean that's a pretty big deal for the program not only on a 13 game win streak you're getting the recognition uh it's not the first time that uh volleyball players have been given some recognition this this year as well of course with the hot season that you guys are having so tell me about um in football for instance uh coach wells would say one game at a time uh, you know, that's the standard thing. And i and Ryan's been a little better than giving us cliche answers, but uh what's what's the mentality for for you ladies? Is it one set at a time, one game at a time, or are you already looking ahead to what can be here this year in your tournament time?
3: Um, I definitely would have to go with the cliche answer one game at a time. Um, while it is cliche, I do think it is true. You can't overlook anyone. Um our conference got a little crazy last year where random people were beaten. They were upsetting some of the best teams. Like we came in and we upset Liberty and they hadn't lost yet. So no one really expected that. But I just think that we need to focus. Like when we do our scouting and stuff, we're focusing on one team and then we'll go out there, do our thing and then move on to the next. So yeah, just taking it one game at a time. And while we're out there, we're focusing obviously on one
2: set at a time.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rhino, what else you got for Josie?
2: uh i i don't really know like that much about volleyball mm-hmm. so, offense if this question's crazy i have to ask can you can you like explain how the offense works in volleyball like do you get a play from the sideline or does it just happen in mid game so
3: our setters run our offense there's no there's no headset crazy stuff like like football but um mm-hmm. Yeah, our setters run our offense, and it basically just goes off of whether we're in system or not based off of the pass. So if we're in system, we're able to run any of our three hitters. There's different plays, I guess. We run different sets, and yeah, that's pretty much how it works.
1: That's a great question, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> that really, you know, it's funny. I was thinking, um, so I, I had an opportunity. I, I couldn't do it. I had an opportunity to come call one of your games. Um, a couple of weeks ago and it just didn't work out with my schedule and I was excited about it, but the, as my first thought was, oh my goodness, I mean, it's been a long time since I watched volleyball. I need to go and pay, pay close attention real quick. Right. Um, that being said, uh, what is the, is it conference play has to be the most important thing, right? You just got to win your conference. Yep. And then how does it set up for the tournament? Because I know the some of the ASUN tournaments are set up weird. I know baseball is really weird, the seeding and stuff like that. Um, so what is the the biggest thing for you guys when it comes to seating at that conference?
3: Um, I think just if we keep going where we're at, honestly, I'm not too picky about it. I think that any team obviously can beat anyone on any given day. And If we're able to keep this hot streak going, there's no telling that where we can go. So I know last year it was like the top eight teams and we lost our last game to Stetson and that kept us from going to the tournament. So our biggest goal at the beginning of the year was just making it into the tournament. I don't think anyone really expected us to do what we're doing now. So I think we're just focusing on that and the seating and stuff will come.
1: Ah, uh, you guys take a two-day trip to Tennessee uh, Friday and Saturday. You've got Lipscomb on Friday, Austin P on Saturday, and then a Florida trip North <laughs> North Florida and Jacksonville. Following that, uh, are you more excited about Nashville or Jacksonville?
3: That's a not, great question. not for
1: volleyball reasons, just for the city.
3: Um. That is a great question. Uh, I do love Nashville, but I think Florida will be great Just <laughs> the weather, even though it's still hot here in Richmond. But right. Maybe we'll get to go to the beach.
1: We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next home game is until October 20th. Uh, you actually have got several. That'll be four straight. Um, you've got Stetson, Florida Gulf Coast, Austin P, and Lipscomb at home uh, to round out October at the end of the month as well. So um, like I said, I, I have publicly apologized for not doing my part to support you ladies. Um, tell me and tell everyone that's listening, you know, not why we should come watch you because that's obvious. Um, but, uh, tell us something that we, a good reason, this is a bad question to come see you guys. Uh, the talents there, obviously the support you is there. Um, what would we see w- when we show up?
3: Yeah, I think that people don't realize how fun volleyball is. It's exciting. And just being a part of this program, it's something special. And I truly believe that. So I think everyone should come out and see why we're so successful.
1: Um, Now, do you have, I know you have several aces this year. I think you had three in the last game, if I remember right. Um, What do you have an ace celebration or is it just a team-wide ace celebration?
3: I think it's just a team wide thing. I don't have anything crazy going on. I do get excited. I am pretty emotional out there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just more a team thing.
1: Well, uh, one of my uh, great moments in high school, I I'm, I'm grew up in church and and if you grew up in a youth group, you played volleyball. That's just the way it worked, at least where we were. And uh, so I always had a great uh, ace celebration off the show. Yet, at some point in time, uh, my ace celebration. But uh, and of course, that means I had a lot of aces. But anyways, uh, that's not important. Uh, (laughs) Ryan, anything else for Josie?
2: No, I'm all right. I'll have to come out and catch a game though. Yeah, for
3: sure.
1: Now, me and Ryan had been talking about this uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about. Um, And he just talked about the schedule conflicts with their practice and your games and different things going on and -hmm. things like that as well. But I do not have that same excuse. It's all my fault. It's on me. And I promise I'll come out and uh, bring the family out. We'll come out and watch you guys support you guys. We've been supporting you from a distance, but that's unacceptable. We got to come out uh, as well and hopefully others will as well. Josie, uh, congrats on your third defensive player of the week nomination uh, on the season. Uh, I know you guys are excited about the team success as well, but we always try to remind people to celebrate the individual successes as also, because that's important too. Um, so congrats so far. Good luck moving forward. Um, here's the way I look at it, Josie. I told KB, I said, I can't come, I can't bring someone on and ruin the streak. Right. Yes. I gotta wait. But the way I look at it is okay. Um, they have lost some sets. And so it's okay. It's not like a, uh, I feel like it's okay. That's okay. We'll come on. We're not going to mess anything up. Everything will be fine. Uh, yes. The volleyball gods will still be kind to us, so it'll all work out just fine. Yeah. So. Uh, but, Josie, like I said, thanks for coming on. Congrats on the great season so far, and good luck the, re- the rest of the way ahead.
3: Yes, thank you, and thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. That's Josie uh, EKU Volleyball. And uh, that was fun. Uh, that was, that was, hey, Ryan, I'm impressed, man. Great question uh, on there. That offensive, that's that's good stuff. Um, let's talk. Let's wrap up with this, our all-around roofing player of the week in the football game this week. I think it has to go to Logan, doesn't it? I mean, 15 tackles.
2: It's hard-pressed not to give it to him. Yeah.
1: I mean, I was thinking through it. I mean, you had uh, Josh had a great game uh, mm-hmm. running the football um uh the, the two sacks by frank the all these things that go in all the, all these things that happen but logan is uh i mean my goodness 15 tackles is something, something.
2: and a fumble recovery can't can't be that uh especially for a guy who plays most of the game he's flying all over the field not really subbing him out all that much i mean yeah. it, it sounds like a shoe in for me <laughs>
1: okay There it is. Uh, He wins the all around roofing player of the game. Remember all around roofing is locally owned and operated and uh, they take care of all your exterior needs. So whether it's siding windows, gutters, uh, roofing replacement or repairs, all around roofing can take care of you. And they've been a proud sponsor of the sports stove local hour now for two years. Uh, So check them out. Go to Facebook, search for all around roofing KY and you can see all the pictures of the jobs that they do. And, uh, again, uh, we do not uh, – they do pay to sponsor the program. But that being said, they, I have used them personally and uh, would easily recommend them uh, for you if you live in the area as well. IPM Pest and Termite, uh, they are also locally owned and operated. They take care of all your pest needs. Right now, those pesky little stink bugs are finding their way in your house. you got to call them right now to get that taken care of or it will be too late. And uh, also ants, spiders, centipedes, whatever it is, IPM Pest and Termite, uh, you can find them online at myipm.com. Righteous Felon Jerky, the newest sponsor to the Sports Stove Local Hour. Check them out at righteousfelon.com. Use the code STOVE15 for 15% off your purchase. Uh, Ryan, you guys don't have a game this weekend, so what's the schedule looking like this week?
2: Uh, we got practice tomorrow through Friday. We got Saturday, Sunday off. I'm going to get in, work hard, work on a little thing, get a little bit stronger in the weight room, and uh, get ready for next week.
1: Is there more video and more weightlifting in a week like this, or no?
2: Uh, it's more, it's it's pretty much the, still the same schedule. We still go over, still do all of our same things, because we like being consistent in what we do. But it's more of during practice, you more work on the details. Yeah, You work on the little things that you can improve on and try and get better on throughout the week. But, yes, there's there's plenty of film. We'll, we'll scout our opponents for the next couple weeks during this time, and it, it, it's just a good time to get a little bit of advantage, rest your body up, work on your craft, and get ready for your
1: next opponents. The next opponent is Tarleton State, and we will preview them next Monday along with some new guests on the show as well. Uh, any parting words, Ryan? no i'm all right (laughs) all right thanks to frank and to josie for coming on the program thanks to alex and kb for helping us out getting that set up as well uh we sure appreciate their help along the way thank you to our listeners thanks for tuning in to today's edition of the sports stove local hour until next time
3: we'll see you around the sports stove